hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Montana DNA. We got Dan and I in studio at last. This is episode number six, I believe, is it? Number is it five or six? I think this is episode number six. Feels like it's been about a half a year. It's probably been about three months since we've sat down and hammered out content. But here we are, um, sitting down back in the studio. It's good to be back. What have you been up to lately? Oh my goodness. Well, you mentioned, what did you say, a half a year? Well, it feels like it's been several years. I mean, all this scrutiny I've been facing for not throwing out any content lately. It's been ridiculous. But yeah, we're back in studio. Um, what has Oz been up to? Well, I've been up to it quite a bit over the course of the last three months. I, uh, well, for one, I traveled out of the nation for the first time. I mean, we're talking about a guy that went overseas. Yeah, I mean, this Ozzy Nago, man, he he uh, made some tra- uh, tracks over overseas to the Dubai area, of all places, yep. And uh, other than that, uh, I don't know, just battling this whole COVID, COVID-19 scene. Yeah. What, what's your thoughts on this whole COVID deal? Yeah, it's ridiculous. No, I guess it would explain why it's been so long since we've hit the record button. We've both been pretty slammed as of recently, but yeah, this COVID, so I don't know. I'm not a huge fan. I'll tell you that right now. I'm not a huge fan of having being on lockdown, having my hands tied. I like to have that freedom. In fact, why I moved to the States is they talk about the red, white, and blue. Is it all about freedom? Well, that's why I came here, and what do you know? I get that taken away right away. But, uh, no, honestly, it hasn't affected me that much. Out in our area, anyway. There's yeah. There's, like, a ton of... You don't notice it that much. Honestly, you do. It's definitely different with all the masks. Everyone's wearing masks. You go into Costco... Costco type of Oh, yeah. Me and Matt made our way over to Costco the other day. What did they have us doing? Oh, we had to slap on a mask. What a joke. You can't walk <laughs> through the door without slapping on a mask. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. But... A lot of the and glass shields put up at businesses, and you can't, yeah. You can't really do anything the same, but you're still able to do a lot of. Yeah, for the, the most woods. part, it's pretty normal out here in this neck of the woods. Um, I will say, though, you mentioned, you mentioned masks. Well, I was over at Walmart. We were going on a little bit of a bear hunting expedition a couple weeks ago. Didn't see a blasted bear, but let's not talk about that. Let's talk about the pre, pre-trip pre uh, grocery run. So we go over to Walmart, right? We're in Walmart, and uh, the whole COVID thing is in full swing. And um, I look over to my left, and what do I see? I see a guy with this two-liter pop bottle thing contraption <laughs> he literally had this mask made out of a two liter mountain dew <laughs> bottle and uh yeah i mean you can't make this stuff up so these people are going crazy how did the guy even strap this thing to his face yeah i you know Launch i didn't... a couple <laughs> holes in the side and run some string it was uh he looked like he might have been a native guy and with all due respect to the natives guys um... <laughs> <laughs> but pretty crazy though yeah i mean things are uh yeah, you see a lot of crazy stuff, and it just seems like uh, there's some people that are buying in hardcore, and then there's some of us. I, I'm I'm going to go ahead and say it. I, I'm just not buying in to the extent that this mainstream media, you know, the angle that they're chucking at us. Well, and I like to, I like our media outlet. The, media, the Montana DNA media outlet, we're going to tell you what the media isn't telling you. <laughs> we're going to tell you the truth over here at Montana DNA, where there's, uh, yeah, there's no uh, question marks. Uh, surrounding the content that we chuck out We're there. We're pretty confident in knowing what's going on. <laughs> the COVID experts over here. No, we've been pretty lucky, though. We missed church for, what, four weeks or something? 
maybe missed church for four weeks, and now I think the past three weeks we've had, I mean, it's limited. Like You don't have the full capacity of the church. We're having two separate churches. But we're 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 actually gathering. I mean, I know elsewhere they ain't even there. There, there's no. I heard up in Sketch no gathering. Haps, I heard Haps is completely on shutdown up in Sketch. Like they aren't even letting people go hang out. It's a little bit different up there, but it seems to be a little more strict. We've actually okay. been pretty lucky in Montana to have that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's uh, I, I've, yeah, just calling around and talking with other people. It seems like. Mm. Uh, Seems like it is a lot crazier elsewhere. So yeah. I mean, we are pretty fortunate over here in this, Most definitely. this neck of the woods. We are gonna have Dennis Neemla on later. Denny um, Neemed. Give us yeah. a little update on what's going on out in the West Coast, what it's like out there. But um, yeah, so Montana is just kind of doing the phase thing. You know, with each phase, you get more things opened up. So I think we're still in phase one right now. Potent- yeah, I think so. phase one. I yeah, one or two, but it's more or less like. Most things are open, but you can only be at like half capacity in restaurants and whatnot. But for the most part, things are coming back to normal. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, though, I mean, downtown Kalispell, we were, uh, I had the opportunity to go to this Kalispell cruise is what they're advertising as. What was the what was the point behind the cruise? Did you get that? I th- support for local businesses or something? Yeah, it's uh, support for local businesses and then... Um, yeah, I think it's just kind of urging people to get out and support the local economy uh, during this this pandemic that's going on, and it's pretty impressive out here in Kalispell. There's like literally probably a couple thousand people in town on Friday night just cruising around on the main drag. Yeah, yep. it's uh it's popping, and I mean it didn't take long to get super sale. I'm sure a lot of you guys are familiar with the the Haps Rig super sale. <laughs> that thing made its appearance out there at Kalispell Cruise, and. Uh, yeah, it was quite an experience. Yeah, that was that was pretty crazy. It's a surprise how many nice vehicles are out in this area. You kind of picture, at least I pictured Montana to just be a bunch of farmers ripping around in their old trucks. There's a lot of nice cars, so people are ripping around in their cars. Well, we had to get Supercell in the mix, so we went and met up at Rose Hours and, well, hopped in there. How many people were in there? 20-something? Yeah, 20-plus. 20 20-plus. 20 what is this thing, a 12-pass or something, like, something that? like that? Yeah, this thing was over capacity. People were hanging out the sides. There's guys on the roof. There's people on the hood. It was just off the charts, man. <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up greasing it down Main Drag. I don't remember how long we were going for. Probably about an hour and a half. We're bouncing this thing downtown. The cameras are whipping our way in. Five minutes in, I lost my voice. So. <laughs> good night, Jimmy Kite. What an experience. It just felt good to blow off that COVID. Smoke. It did, and I feel like the whole city was on board with it, too. Like, yeah. Or just had that same feeling. Yeah. Just complete, <laughs> complete just, utter happiness. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the coronavirus, the Coroli virus. This Coroli. Thing is, this thing is going to make some of the boys around here a little uptight. Oh, man. And there was a Saturday morning. I was sleeping. I'm thinking, you know, Saturday morning is my chance to sleep in. So I'm sleeping in, I think, well, 8 a.m. 8 a.m. shows up. Someone busted into my room. It's Chance and Brendan Johnson. Chance Simpson and Brendan Johnson. Our very own. They're they're walking in. They've got these big, big boards. They got, like, protester signs written up. They got American flags. They walk in. They're making some trumpet noise trying to get me out of bed. (laughs) (laughs) They're trying to fire up the pad to go protest this Coroli virus. Yeah, so what did they end up doing? Where did they go? Downtown? Downtown area. Well, funny story. So, uh, kind of kind of that same day, yeah. what am I doing? Well, me and Denny and, and, and Allie and Ash are heading out. We're going to check out some cool Redgate cliffs, these big cliffs out 
Weston Town. Just another thing that just makes that pushes Montana over the top. Absolutely. Yeah. So what are we doing? Well, we got to get fueled up. We got to throw some caffeine into the system. Mm-hmm. And so we're swinging through Starbucks. At this point, it's drive-through only, right? Yeah. This was before that that whole Starbucks shut down for mm-hmm. good. So we're starting to hit, you know, peak Caroli season, right? Yeah. Anyways, we're going through the drive-through. We look over to our right. There's some hooligans on the other side of the road. What's going on over there? There's a bit of a racket. We look a little closer. Who is it? It's Chance. It's BJ. What They're over there, man. They're protesting in downtown Kalispell. There's not a whole ton of traffic, but they were making noise in downtown, the downtown region of Kalispell there. Yeah, they were kind of going nuts. Did you guys end up going over and talking? Though? Yeah, so we so ended up did you up get to chuck the sign around? That's what I was doing. You know, I didn't, I, I didn't get to chuck the sign around. I know Denny made his way over there and kind of got involved with the whole pro- protest scene. Um, of course, I drove by again. Gave them some nice honks, gave them what they're looking for, pumped their tires, they're feeling good. Good job, boys. I mean, yeah. you want to know what? Willingness to step out yeah. and, and get out there and protest. Go and, against and, the grain. Absolutely. The grain. There are a couple guys that don't give a crap about nothing type guys. Yeah. And, and and those are the type of guys that you want to have the, the guys, in your presence. They want their freedom back, and they want the freedom for everybody. They want everyone's freedom back. So what, they're, what are they doing? They're getting down, they're putting the work boots on, and they're heading out on the town. I mean, those guys, there's a, there, those are a couple guys I look up. One term I like to use is sweat equity. And, and yeah. you want to know what? I think it's fitting that I throw yeah. out sweat equity. Throw yeah. that one in there. These are two young fathers. They both have they both had their first child recently, I guess. <laughs> BJ's daughter is a little older, but yeah, both two young fathers. <laughs> and a lot of times, you know, you look at two these Two working guys, men. You look at these guys, you know, a little bit out of the corner of your eye. You're looking at them like, I wonder if these guys know what they're doing. Well, I'll tell you what, these guys know what they're doing. I spent the day with Chance yesterday. He calls me up. His wife's at a VRBO. So the boys, they, they got their wives a VRBO up in Whitefish. So Chance, he's hanging out with the kid. What does he do? He gives me a phone call early Saturday. Well, again, it's Chance again. Wakes right. me up early Saturday morning. He's like, hey, you want to go garage sailing? I'm like, dude, I don't know. Maybe. I'm sleeping, though. I went back to sleep. Next thing you know, boom, he's breaking into my room. Same thing. He pulls me out of bed. We hit the town. We're going garage sailing. At this point, is he kind of showing you the ropes of being and a dad? That's kind of where I'm getting to. So... This whole, this whole day, I was kind of like watching him. Like, hey, how does this guy operate as a single dad? Well, I'll tell you what, Bridget. You've got a good man on your hands because this guy, I've seen him in the backseat of his minivan changing a diaper. I don't know. It blew my mind. This guy, I don't know how he does it. The kid's flailing around. There's crap everywhere, and he's, he's keep cool-headed. So these young fathers, I, I, I definitely tip my cap to them, um, especially during this Caroli season. They, they're fighting for our freedoms, and they're raising the young. Americans. Well, another little plug here. I don't know if any local listeners need a need a roof, a roof installed on top of your your uh, place of residence there. But this guy, this guy started up a roofing operation. SimTech roofing. SimTech roofing, man. And so, if you need any sort of uh, asphalt shingle repair, man, he's your guy. <laughs> I mean, he's willing to travel at this point. So, you Minnesota yeah. folks, hey, listen, man. If you if you want a roofer and a good quality roofer, this guy. This guy has what it takes to get your roof done and, and and back in good working order. You chuck him the right number, he'll pack up that minivan and he'll head out over to Minnesota. Wherever it ends up being, he'll come do your roof for you. Absolutely. Roof for you. <laughs> roof. 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 But Dubai, that was a bit of a banger. That yeah, oh, my goodness. So, I had the opportunity to go um, out to the Middle East. Myself, Chad... <laughs> Chad Moan and Matt Simonson, Dennis Nemo and Matt Sloan. An absolute wagon of a crew. And, uh, yeah, what a what an absolute hoot. Uh, just a good time. 
<laughs> heading off to the Middle East. <laughs> heading off to the desert, man. man. The land of oil and desert. Wow, what a that's a different life all the time. Oh, it's crazy, man. There's just it we're talking straight up luxury, like I mean, I got over there and I'm seeing these fancy vehicles and such. Like like we get there, right? We get to the airport, we land, we get out, I see Dennis, we're all kicked in, right? We're, all the boys are united. And then we see Sloan. Well, Sloan's picking us up. And what does he have? He's got this Tesla, right? An e-car, electric car. And, of course, me. I'm just a Montana redneck. You know, I don't. Yeah. I mean, you know, just a hillbilly that's living out in Monslesia. You don't see any of these uh, these electric cars ripping around. Well, like, I mean, we got in that thing, and I was completely. I, I was I was hook, line, and sinker. I'm on board with the whole e-car scene, guys. So, um like before, it was nothing, <laughs> nothing more, nothing less than a seven point three liter diesel. But yeah, no, I'm yeah, I'm transitioning over to e cars. Eh? Yeah, but yeah, no, we got over there. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was flipping sweet. It was weird. We'll kind of pry or we'll pick Dennis's brain about it. Yeah, see what he's got to say. I'm sure he's got he's got stories loaded up. I mean, every time he's come out, you're just coming up with some new stuff that I hadn't heard about yet. Yeah. We'll kind of dive into that with him. <laughs> See what he's got to talk Yeah, we'll poke and prod at the fine details of the old Denny Nago here. Yeah, speaking of diving, I took a little bit of a dive out of the rafters a couple months ago. So yeah, I, Dean, you were kind of on IR there for yeah, a bit. For quite a bit, yeah. So I, I don't know, kind of fell out of the rafters, landed on my head, and busted my back up a bit, but I don't know, I was back to work, and then it just kept getting worse, so I ended up taking like three weeks off or something to... Recover and I'm back to work now as of this week. So How's the back feeling now? It's actually feeling pretty good. Pretty good. I'm ready to go swing the clubs. If there's hockey, I'll probably lace up the skates. Yeah. Feeling a little bit more normal now. You're Jones so, in to go. I'm so ready to go. I've been sitting <laughs> on my butt for the last three weeks. I'm ready to go. But Yeah, so that's what I'm saying is I this COVID hasn't really affected me. You know, the whole stay-at-home order. Well, I was staying at home regardless, so it didn't really matter. Got a bunch of schoolwork done. Well, I'm just ready to get back to normal life, and this summer it's gonna be popping. Oh yeah, hey, things are picking up, guys. And and what are we? A couple weeks out from Montana camping? No, yeah, yeah, the, couple the, weeks. Two when this two releases. And a half weeks. Probably two when this weeks releases, two weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah. So guys, this is not a sponsored event this year. No. Um, but. Pack your bags, head west. It's just gonna be a wagon of a year. It's gonna be the top, the best. The best Montana camping scene that this Montana area has ever seen. Is it not the 23rd weekend? I think it's the, yeah, it's the 23rd weekend. Yeah, so that's weekend. in one week. That would be about a week from this A release. week from re- release. So, yeah. guy, I mean, if you haven't had, if you haven't made your uh, Memorial Day plans, then slot it in, guys. Jump in, the, jump in your mom's van and head out here, guys. It's just going to be an absolute good time. May 23rd weekend. Probably the twenty second to the twenty fifth or whatever day Memorial Day is. Yeah, we're having it unofficial, so it's it's one of those bring your you got to bring your own food. We're not going to provide that, but just pack up yeah, and head west. Pack you up and head west. We'll you probably be able to keep you updated on it, but it's going to be sweet. Um, always a highlight of the year. Every time someone comes, they're leaving with happy hearts. They're full hearts. Good summer kickoff. I mean, what better way to kick off the summer than head out to Montana of all places? But yeah, in terms of that camping trip, if you guys need a, I mean, we probably can provide some updates on that via our Instagram. We got a new Instagram page, folks. Um, you just kind of a big deal. Kind, kind of, a, of big a big deal. deal. It is. 
you head over to Instagram, punch in Montana underscore DNA. So you head over there, give us a give us a follow, and we'll try and keep you updated. Um, oh, and another news too, we're we're on all the platforms now. You want to go on Apple Podcasts? Go on Apple Podcast. We're on there. You want to go Spotify. on Spotify? <laughs> Spotify. <laughs> so open up Spotify and, and Montana DNA search, and there we are. Google Play. Yeah, we're there. Of course, we're there. Podcast Republic. You bet. <laughs> on all the platforms, you 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 name you name it. We're there. You know. So uh, yeah, guys. A uh, little less headache on your guys' end to your loyal listeners. <laughs> we're bringing on a couple of sick guests onto the podcast today. We got two Nemola boys. Different yep. families, but related. Really related, related nonetheless, and, and both about as farm animals they got. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, what is that? Dennis Nimala and uh, Douglas. Douglas. Douglas Nimala. Douglas is a local. Dennis is from Washington. Um, we called that. We'll call Dennis later on, but we're just gonna swing this one over to Dougie's interview. Hope you guys enjoy. Our next guest is Douglas Nimala. I don't know when I met this kid. But it feels like I've known him for years. Just moved up for the summer. He's actually down in Arizona doing some piloting school and just a world class dude. But welcome to the podcast, Doug. Good to have you, Doug. Were you were you born in Washington or AZ or like where where did you uh, come to this earth? <laughs> so the thing about it is, yeah, I was born in Washington. But I've actually been kind of a drifter. I've lived in four states by now in my young 20 years on this planet. Yeah, where? so so where were you? You were born in Washington, then you, you've lived in four other states. Where, where have you lived? I've lived in, so I grew up in Washington until I was 16. Moved to Arizona. Was down there for two years. And then moved back to Washington the day that I graduated high school. Moved back to Washington. PNW was calling your name. PNW was calling my name. But get this, a month into it, my brother Damien looks at me and says, "Hey, let's move." What? Why? Well, let's. I'm like, where? Pack your crap and let's go. He's like, let's go. Don't ask like, questions. Where are we going? Even. True story. He tells me we're going east. That's all he told were me. you at this point? Are you nervous? Like, I'm nervous, and I'm telling him, "No, I really do like it here. You know, I haven't been here for two years. Yeah. I'm just getting into it, and you're telling me we're moving." But what got me was the fact that he didn't tell me where we were going. He told me we're going east, and I was hooked. So a little bit of suspense, <laughs> and you were in. Yeah, because I actually, believe it or not, the first three days, that we, I thought we were just staying the weekend in Montana. I thought, what are we doing here? I don't know these guys. Okay, give me a rundown <laughs> of when you like when you showed up. Because I feel like I might have been, seen you the day you showed up. Was that over at Zimmerman, or what, what was We actually we showed up at the warehouse. So we pulled into town. The only guy we knew was our cousin Hans. And so Hans tells Damon, give Deves a call. Who's Deves? Well, <laughs> gives him a call. Deves picks up. Deves tells us, go to the warehouse. Sends my brother, you know, the address. We head over there, show up at the warehouse, and uh, we walk in that front door and look around. And there's 12 faces <laughs> never seen before in my life. The first guy, I think, one of the first guys we talked to was Mark. And he's just a fisher. Yeah. Just a fisherman, he's just he was tying flies or something. And you know, I was like, This is Montana. <laughs> These guys this are a, out here just fishing. A man with a mustache tying flies. The true Sign man. me up. Sign <laughs> me up. So then you lived here for how long was it then? Like the summer or Yeah. You move so, out here in the spring, right? Yeah. You so stick around for the spring, summer. And yeah, I was here for the summer. 
and I knew I was going back to Arizona in the fall for to start school. But yeah, I was out here for the summer, probably like four months. And that's kind of when we started to get to know each other. Exactly, because we'd known each other a little bit. You'd been out to Washington. That's right. I met you back, you must have been confirmation age. Yep, I was 15. 15 years old, man. This dog, I remember this dog, dude. He rode, he he jumped into into my, uh, I had a golf GTI, man. I was proud of that slim puppy. You jumped in shotgun, I hauled you to haps, right? Yep. I don't think I got a word in from like, it was like the church all the way out to like Lever's house or something. I don't know. Anyways, yeah, Doug was just talking my ear off and uh, yeah, I don't think I got a word in that that whole whole ride. It was like a record for me, but that was <laughs> I, that was my first experience with you. You just uh, talking my ear off all the way to Haps, but um, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, but then, but we didn't know each other then, but yeah, then I moved out and stinking we're working together. Gerboston shots in man, swinging the hammer. Bend oh yeah, nails. what a time! So much fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I miss that summer. Yeah. So then you move down to AZ after summer. You get enrolled in school. Where you like? Are you are you are you done with school now, or what, what's your status as far as school goes? So right now, um, this is yeah, this is my second summer after starting. So um, I mean, yeah, I'm going into my junior year right now, and um, basically, yeah, two more years and. I'll be good to go. Okay, so were you down in AZ? Have you been doing school full time, or were you down in AZ the like ever since you left Montana? I mean, obviously you're back in Montana now for the summer, but what did you do last summer? Because that was two summers ago that you were out here already. Yeah, so it and it felt like yesterday, but yeah, last summer I was I actually was up here for a week, and then I headed up, uh, jumped on a plane, flew up to Ketchikan, jumped on another plane, a little bush plane. Headed out to the island, and uh, I was logging last summer, all summer. Up in Alaska? Up in, yeah, Prince of Wales Island. Okay. You no would, kidding. Who all was up there? Was you and Damon? And then... Um, a couple Wittenberg boys? Yeah, there was Scott Wittenberg, there was Russ Wittenberg. Um, Tell came up there, Tell Outlining. Uh, Tyler Runavar was cutting up there. Wade Wittenberg came up there. Um, what a Wade. Yeah, there was about... I think at our peak, we had about 11 guys that we knew of. 11 there. rough and tough dudes. Oh, I yeah. mean, this stuff isn't for the feeble. This oh, isn't no. for the feeble. We're talking some of the roughest dudes that we that around, you know? Do you it's, have any, like, you've had some close calls up there. Like, is that, that's a pretty dangerous job, no? Coming. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, a, it's quite a bit. Of, it's definitely a dangerous job, and it doesn't jump out at you. You'll, uh, you know, I think on my first week, I was kind of like, well, we're, you know, what's what's the what's the hype about? Mm-hmm. Not really too sure. Like it was definitely hard work. And the thing about up there, it's like, you know, I I thought I was used to Seattle. Like it rains a lot, but up there, it, like I showed up in camp and it was raining, and it was it just kept raining. Just doesn't stop. Raining. Doesn't oh, stop. Left. And then get this though, middle of summer, all of a sudden, bam, hits us, eighty degrees straight for like a week. Sunnier and so hot. Like I, you know, I, I lived lived in Arizona for two years, really used to the heat. Thought I was great with heat. No, no, with that heat up there, after all the rain, it was <laughs> it was some hot stuff. But yeah, I really liked it a lot. But going back to that uh, question, yeah, there's a lot of um, a lot of things that just happened real fast, and I learned quick. There was uh, one day it was like two months in, and I was uh, slinging rigging with the uh, it's a. Uh, <clears throat> swing yarder so it's a smaller uh, unit Mm -hmm. and so it doesn't pull as good as the bigger bigger tower so we're going up against the cliff and we get hung up 
belt three times. I try to blow it through, but it won't go. So we're hung up. So I climb up there, figure out what the problem is. We're hung up on three stumps. So unchoke the big log I was trying to pull out, choke up the stump, bust it out. And then I get down behind. Yeah, so I, I'm not super familiar with the whole logging terminology. Like, it, it is are you running like a remote control when it's hooked up to the, the tower then? Or, or is, is there a guy up top that you're radioing to to pull it up? Okay, so there's a yarder operator. So he's in the, up in the, in the yarder. And then I have a thing called a bug. So basically you just squeeze it and it'll blow a horn. Toot. So to go, go ahead on it. One, two, three toot 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 and then to go back toot toot and then like slack there's a lot of different uh there's just like different codes yeah it's basically a code yeah. with the horn oh, okay okay so, so when you're hung up you're you're using your little horn to communicate to the operator exactly oh, okay so okay so it's all making sense right now yeah. sign me up i'll head up to prince of wales island i don't give a crap oh yeah we got a logger right here right here in studio, would, we got a logger <laughs> This Let's be honest, I wouldn't on. survive a day up there. But oh, all right. So yeah, anyways, and that's that's what I'm getting to. That's where the danger can lie because there's a little bit of leg, right? Mm -hmm. And then different operators, you blow a stop and they might it might take a little bit mm -hmm. or, you know, you tell them go ahead easy and they make, they, you know, different operators. Easy means different things to different guys. Sure. Interpret yeah. a little so bit different. So I'm on the edge of the cliff. He doesn't, he can't see me. That's the other thing. He can't see me. I'm blowing, telling him what to do. I think... Looking back, I think he thought I had a stump hooked up. I think, but I hadn't gotten to the third stump yet. It was on the bottom. I climbed about ten feet down, and I was on the side of the cliff, standing on a root about a foot wide. So I'm blowing the line towards me, and it's swinging in. And um, I tell him to go ahead easy, and he's coming in. And then all of a sudden, the thing just jerks. And these bells are hung off of uh, forty foot cords, metal cords called chokers. They swing at me. There's all three of them swinging right at me. A single take your just cave your face and coming at that speed. So I see him swinging towards me, and I put up my hand to block him and grab a hold of him as they're swinging into my face. That first one, and I get lifted off my feet. As I get lifted off my feet, I blow the stop, and that's what saved me was blowing that stop. I don't know how I was able to pull it off, but I had one hand on the bell, one hand on the on the whistle. I blow the stop, but there's leg right. So he stops. And I swing, slam into the back of the cliff, and then I swing out into nothing. And since I just reached out to stop the impact, I barely was holding on to that thing. So you're Tarzan are... the monkey man at this point. You're out. Exactly. <laughs> you're out no man's land. I'm swinging out there. You know that feeling in your feet when they're just cold? Oh, yeah. You yep. just feel it. It shoots through you, and it just mm -hmm. it's almost paralyzing. Yep. And yep. I'm feeling it in my feet. I'm, I'm just feeling cold. And I, I, you know, I know like I'm about to let go. And I'm, I'm looking at about a hundred foot drop. Like this isn't going to be pretty. And, um, I just sucked in my breath and I knew as it swung back, cause I knew, you know, it's going to lose momentum and where they, where they stopped, they're out too far out for me to get back in. Oh, so yeah. I have yep. one shot on the yep. swing. So as I'm swinging back in, I know it's going to be, it's not going to be reaching that stump I was on, but I just got to let go and just. Yeah, Tarzan the monkey man. Out of yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, holy so, smokes. Yeah, and I, it all happens like that. So, right, right. Anyways, yeah, I blow the stop. I lift it up, swing out. As I'm coming back, I just sucked in, shut my eyes, and I let go. And you got spikes in your boots called corks. So those things are on the bottom of my boots. I'm swinging, and I just, I'm just praying that I get that, feel that 
where my my corks sink back into that root. And yeah, flip my my cork sink in my back just absolutely slammed the side of the cliff and the cork sinking into that thing that's what caught me because there's no way i would have kept my balance so i was like coming back forward after exactly so i'm cliff. shaking yeah and all of a sudden i just blink and funny thing is, is as i was mid-swing scott wittenberg was on the radio because he was the hook tender it's the boss of the of the operation he's so kind of running yeah yeah so he's the guy Scott hooking up Wittenberg. stumps down down there in the bottom end. <laughs> okay yep and i'm the guy working on getting all the logs out sure so yeah he radios me as i'm swinging hey how's it going up there and i weird thing is how i heard him i knew what he was talking about even though i was in the middle of like thinking i'm about to die life or death scenario and i hear him and i'm and i'm thinking wait so he knew that you were swinging no he didn't know no. He's way he in the was bottom just, end. He's, he's about just chipping in 500 yards down there, and he's yeah. wondering what's going on. Okay, you know, okay. get that log out. Yep, yep. So, yeah, I slam in, and, I, and I, the funniest thing, the first thing I'm thinking about is I got to tell Scott that I'm working on it. <laughs> That's exactly, like, I just almost died. And, like, your mentality, it goes from, you know, two months prior, I would have been like, holy crap. But, no, the first thing that I'm thinking is I got to let him know I'm working on it. Just hang on. Yeah. A quick fight with death and then he's just back to work. And then I'm like, yeah, no, I bounce back. Up. Yeah. Yeah. And I ended up, yeah, I ended up having him come ahead easy and I let him know on the radio, hey, like, you know, this is what's going on. Come in, come in real easy. And yeah, got that thing pulled out. Wow. So you finished the, uh, the the day's work, and then and then you head back, and it's story time for the boys. Like none <laughs> oh, of the yeah. boys know about this, right? Right. And then you're and then you're able to. Explain. Yeah. But get no. this: the thing that's crazy in camp is this stuff is you know it's I'm not I'm not out here to say that it's like this big danger place because it really isn't. Yeah. But these things, you know, they happen. That's yeah. part of the job. So it's not like I'm talking about at the dinner table. Like yeah, you know, I had a close call today. And they're like, oh, no kidding. Oh, yeah, we had something shoot over our heads, mm -hmm. you know. So that's what's kind of funny about it is a lot of these things, they get turned in. They feel a little mundane, a little bit day to day. But um, then you look back and you're like, holy smokes. Yeah. Chaos is up a guy, though. Yeah. I mean, with all those near-death situations. And I wonder if it's kind of like the oil field, too. You always feel hear about the oil field being pretty dangerous. And uh, I wonder if it's kind of a similar situation. But I feel like it's it must be once you get into a job like that and the overall mindset of that whole job is that the potential for, like, incidents are a lot higher or, like, the potential of them being, like, deadly accidents are a lot higher. So you just kind of know that going in. Because I feel like my day-to-day -day job, I know, like, there's stuff that can happen, but I don't think about it. It's just – but there is, like, a lot of stuff that I could do at work that I could die, you know? Sure, but yeah. you don't think about it, and it's probably the same for that too. Like you're just going in, putting in your hours, and then. But I'm sure after swinging See, over that See, and it, it kind of changes things because um, you know I think there was there's a lot of like debates between different guys out there. I remember I was working with one guy who was saying that, you know, it's like, is it bad to uh, work, put yourself in that position or whatever? But I actually think it's one of the most healthiest things. Because I think that a guy who's living like that, where he knows, you know, there's that danger, there's that possibility, that's the guy who, you know, like you realize how much you enjoy life. You realize like this is, you know, this can get taken from you mm -hmm. just like that. Mm -hmm. And it makes you, you know, if you're doing daily things that you don't really think about it, you're just going to get into a rut where you're just continuing to just drive down the same road every day. 
You swing into town pump. Yeah. And you don't really. You your Bosco sticks and your coffee. You swing you into Bosco sticks. <laughs> but exactly. You don't yeah, realize. No, you know, you're you don't... living life on the edge exactly. is what you're getting at. really right gets you fired up. It makes you think, yeah, you know, I, I want to do a lot of things today. Mm. And I want to look at tomorrow. I want to look at the next, you know, I want to keep on doing this thing. Sure. Mm. Yeah. 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 So it just kind of gives you a new outlook on life. Exactly. A little more positivity in your life, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. So then what what ends up happening after that? Did you go from there? Did you go straight to Arizona or did, how long were you up there? So yeah, I was up there for the full summer. So, um, like three months or so. Yeah, or? it was like three or four months. Okay. So yeah, the, yeah, it's kind of funny cause I, um, so basically you have no cell service in camp, so don't have any connection to outside world. And, um, this is where it gets kind of funny. So i I actually did have internet though. So I'm looking through internet and while I'm up there. I, um, I'd sold my vehicle at the time, sold it, and I just headed up there on a plane ticket with a duffel bag and a sleeping bag. And so I'm up there and I'm looking through, you know, looking for what am I going to drive when I get back? I'm looking at really nice, you know, just economical college kid cars and trucks. The F-150, the 2001, no lift, stock tires. <laughs> These things are, you know, I'm really liking it. Like they got heat, they got AC. They don't rattle. Perfect. This is what I should get. Then I made the biggest mistake of the last... I mean, it's not a mistake. It's pretty funny. I, I, I actually... I love it. I love that I did this. But, like, every day I'm thinking, why'd I do this? But, yeah. I just happened to type in Ranchero on OfferUp. And and so I don't get anything at first. And then I brought in my search. I'm looking in the Phoenix area. Brought in my search, like, 50 miles out of Phoenix... I, I see this thing, this blue thing of ugly. <laughs> this thing is just a, it's a beauty. And it's a, it's the crack. It's blue a... Ranchero. Yeah, so this is like a couple weeks before I'm about to head back to school and I see this thing. And the first thing I'm thinking is this is a terrible choice for a college student. But boy, do I love this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so was it the type of thing where you're phoning this guy right off the bat and you're, you're coordinating a little... Uh, Time to meet up and check this slim puppy out or what? So this is where it's funny. And this is why I ended up buying it. Is because I, um, I'd i been talking to my dad at the time. Because um, I'm able to get him, talk to him through the internet, through uh, GroupMe. So I'm telling him, you know. Oh, you're up in Alaska at this point. Yeah, I'm up in Alaska at this point. I don't want to show up and have no wheels. Because I know I'm cutting it close. Like the weekend that I got back was that Monday I started school. Like, I, you know, I don't know why I put myself in that position. But I did it. I wanted to maximize output that summer. And it was, it, was, it was fun. So, yeah, I did it. So I'm trying to line something out for when I get back. And, um, yeah, so I send my dad the link. And my dad's a mechanic. He sees it. He's fired up on it. He loves it. Instantly sold. <laughs> Instantly sold. So, yeah, he ends up going, looking at it. Tells me it's great, you know, which it is. He, uh, and then so I send him money, and he buys it for me. So you've got wheels at home yeah. at this point. I got so, wheels at home. Okay, so how many you were working for a bit before you went like after 
post buying this, you were working in Alaska still. Yeah. How many days were that were you just sitting there stewing on your ranchero that you had sitting at home, <laughs> oh, just totally out of the work Oh man, this and is thinking great. about the ranchero. <laughs> like I, I actually, yeah, I felt like I was sitting there and just looking at the. I had only five pictures from the ad that I could look at, and there were terrible shots, terrible angles, and I'm <laughs> showing. I remember potato. showing Scott like, Scott, isn't this thing a thing of beauty? <laughs> and he's like. Yeah, yeah, that thing's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh great. man! So yeah, so anyways, yeah, I get down there, and the thing is, turns out it's three on the tree. So I haven't, you know, in camp I'm not driving at all. It's just you're in a camp, jump in the crew bus. Mm-hmm. You forget work. how to drive over there. And you're going like you're going there. like seven miles an hour down the dirt road. So it's like really casual, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I get down to Phoenix, get off the plane. And like, wow, it's hot. Holy smokes. Like, I forgot about like actual heat. Get in there and I go get in. I get a taxi to the uh, to the shop, jump out because my dad was still working. Jump out, get in there. I fire it up and, um, you know, I stall it because <laughs> I'm not used yeah. to the clutch. Oh, yeah. So what's yeah. three, on, what's three on the tree for the listeners? So three on the tree, it's basically your shifter is right where a normal shifter is. It's on the column, the steering column, right behind the steering wheel. But it's a manual. So you've got three gears, first, second, third, and reverse. So, yeah, so you, you just basically, it, like the first time someone rides with me and they don't realize it, like, what are you doing with your shifter, man? What are you doing? Because, you know, I'm playing with it all the yeah. time. Right, oh, right, right. Gears. It's like you're chucking it they in. They don't know. Reverse. I'm throwing gears. And they're like, what are you doing? Throwing your shifter around like that. <laughs> oh, I'm just trying to get us from point A to point B, man. Like, <laughs> like yeah, we're you know we're working on it. <laughs> so yeah, I I remember getting it, pulling out into traffic in Phoenix to head head north, and I was like, holy smokes! I think I was going like 50, and I'm looking around. People are going, you know, 85, 90 around me. Zoom, zoom, zoom. And I'm like, this thing is noisy too. Like the windows are rattling. Oh yeah, the yeah. dash is cracked. They're stinking. The heat don't work. The wipers don't work. The AC don't work. I'm sweating. I'm like, and I'm thinking, why did I buy this thing? This is not a smart college kid car. This is terrible. Did but, you? Were you noticing like heads turning though? Oh yeah. Like I'm telling you, man. It's it's like crazy because you have people always looking you know giving you thumbs up while you're driving and you're like do you want to buy it <laughs> like, <laughs> oh it's great until you're dealing it <laughs> not oh, only that great. but then driving it cross country to get up here to oh exactly sitting Holy on a plywood smart. board for 16 odd hours oh yeah did i tell you i was sitting in the middle seat by like utah driving up here this time in that thing because my yeah it was so sore <laughs> sitting in that seat because the seat was sagging when i bought it so i uh pulled the seat out and like put new springs under there and stuff and it was terrible i was mm-hmm. looking at it like well i'd hate to put that back in and have it not you know not not sag anymore right so i happened to see a chunk of plywood right there oh boy. terrible because <laughs> i was like perfect <laughs> I didn't have to cut it or anything. It was the perfect size. So I shoved it underneath the underneath the wrap. And like it looked great. When I got the seat in, I was like, this is gonna be great. Sit down on it. Ooh, you can feel every edge of that chunk of plywood. Yeah. So yeah, I have a plywood seat under the driver's side seat in the crook. That's another detail. Yeah, Fully custom. I mean this just this isn't just your any average oh, ranchero. Yeah. This thing's a fully custom ranchero yeah but but i love that thing 
that's the thing about it. Some days, you know, I don't realize it, but then I look at it, wash it up. Like it's things 72 blue, just baby blue, ocean blue. And <laughs> I just good. love that. It looks, looks good. Oh yeah. Suits you well. So anyways, you get down there, you, you hammer out this past year of school. This is your second year that you just finished up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this last, last year I was working on the, uh, instrument rating for the, uh, piloting and then just second sophomore year. So yeah, instrument rating, that's basically like, you know, once I finished it, then now I'm legal with flying clouds. So just for what I'm doing down there, if just for the context, yeah, I'm, um, working on getting to a commercial pilot. Mm-hmm. And so that entails four year degree, a bachelor's degree, and then just to get to commercial multi-stage of, um, of the pilot ratings. So yeah, I have private pilot instrument rating and then I'm working on commercial right now. Oh yeah. So yeah. yeah, so I'm right in the middle of that. It's going great. I'm actually expecting to get probably probably be done with commercial by Christmas this oh, year. Yeah. Packing right. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. So yeah, I got down there and I jumped right into it. So I'm super busy and that and then it was just hilarious driving that that crook. So are, you get over because you're going to Embry Riddle, right? Yeah. So, I mean, our head's turning on campus. I mean, you wheel yeah. through campus and See? people got to be asking you for autograph. <laughs> well, what? that's the thing that's just funny. Because, like, I, you know, I'm trying to blend in. But that's the other thing I'm thinking. Like, why did I? Oh, that was terrible. But <laughs> we're blending in. Because, yeah, I'll be rolling around and, like, there's the guy who drives the blue crock. Like, people know you as oh, the yeah. guy that... I'm the guy who drives the blue crock. <laughs> I'm the guy who gets... The cold brew from Starbucks. Every day, all freshman year, cold brew. Every day. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, you know, I've got these habits and these things that are, you know, everybody sees it, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, true. Like, oh, yeah. And then I was, uh, so I was living off a dirt road down there, and um, so I'm driving, you know, I drive through the, through the dirt road, and it was great. And then it rains for the first time, and it's just a mud slick. So every day I'm showing up at the airport in my crock and it's kind of a smaller, you know, when you, once you get to the pilot side, it's at the airport, they have a couple buildings there with the all, you know, the lot of planes. And so you pull in and first off my crock stands out real well. And then second off, now it's covered in mud and I'm tracking mud everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. So I like got, you know, letters on my dash from like the uh, flight supervisor, like, Hey, yeah, they're wondering when you're going to. You know, when when you're going to stop bringing the mud in or something, you know, just joking about it to me. But yeah, I started getting known as the muddy crock guy. So they're uh, like, you got this classic car and what are you doing mudding? Because they didn't realize I lived on a dirt road. They thought I was out there just, <laughs> just doing like, donuts in a field somewhere. The, yeah, going rooster in. So what was the story about you having that thing ran out of gas or something when you were chasing down a plane or something? What was going on? Yeah, so... um yeah, now we could go into, so I love the crock, but the crock lets me down sometimes. So the fuel gauge is not entirely accurate. And I found out about this the hard way. So <clears throat> it's getting into the first check ride that I had of for the instrument course. So this was like my first, you know, this is, this is where I really got to shine. Because a check ride, basically, it's to see if you're ready for the next course. It's like a, you know, a, a midterm of mm-hmm. sorts. But there's a lot on the line. Like a lot. You it's just kind of a stress important. situation. Yeah, so it's a stress situation. We're going into a check ride. 
you're, you know, you got to be on the ball. You got to be prepared 100%. Show up early. Yeah. Exactly. Show up early. You know, you're, you're all ready to go. You're making a good impression. You're, you know, you're, you're capable of what you're saying you're capable of. And so I, you know, wake up on the morning of, go to class. And the first thing that goes wrong is the check ride gets rescheduled. So I had it for that afternoon. But while I was in class, a guy that I know, so I'm kind of, I'm, there's a guy that I know who does check rides who actually picked me up and didn't tell me. He was like, oh, I'll get you done early. Well, I didn't realize this. Mm-hmm. So he puts me on the schedule for earlier. So, you know, I look at the schedule in class and I'm like, oh, shoot. I got to head flight line right after class. Mm-hmm. I got to shoot there. So I get out of class and I'm running, just running to the crop. Jump in, fire it up, pull out of the driveway, out of the parking lot there, and get on the main road, and it sputters. Three in the tree. <laughs> Three in the tree. I'm grabbing second, <laughs> and it sputters. I'm like, oh, I'm like 40. Sputters. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. This cannot be happening. Because I'm looking at another, like, four miles, so I'm at the airport. Like, you're on E. You're beyond me. 100%. E. Like, this thing sputters. And I'm thinking I'm done right there. But get this. I give that steering wheel a shake, and I wobble around the road and slosh enough fuel in there. I make it to the light. Well, rolling up, and it's all clear. I'm taking a right turn, so I just roll that right turn. Just barely, it's chugging along. I make it up. I grab second, grab third onto the freeway, hit the underpass. I lucked out. Like, there was no way this could have happened. Green light right at the exit. Roll right through, and then you go up a little hill. Roll up the hill. I run out of gas again. Sputters. It's like this thing's dead so i'm cranking on it i quick throw it into neutral lucky thing it's three on the tree i'm ready throw it into neutral i'm rolling i'm I'm just sweating i'm like oh no it's it's also hot i'm sweating i'm just no come on this cannot be happening and then yeah roll up somehow it sputters one more time and i'm able to make it off that off ramp get on that on the on the flight line road to the airport and i make it about a half mile down the road and it's just done completely dead completely dead like no more so i i just dump it in the ditch there it was perfect there's actually a dirt little it was like a it was literally a crock parking spot on the side of the road (laughs) (laughs) had my name written all over it so yeah i pull in there and i jump out and i'm thinking oh man what do i do all right first thing i do quick write a note we'll be back later (laughs) drop that in the dash I'm reaching in there. I'm grabbing my headset. I'm grabbing my, you know. How much time do you have at this point? I have about 10 minutes. And, like, here's the thing. You want to be, like, an hour early to these things. <laughs> so, like, it was terrible. Like, even more. Because, um, yeah, you, it, was, it was terrible. I was, I got put on, like, right after class. So, I was kind of irritated in class. Mm-hmm. Like, why did, you know, you know, that's not really super fair. But, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm ready. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Let's go get this thing done. Like, mm. that's what happens. So, yeah. I, and then I'm, you know, I got to make sure I don't miss anything. So, I'm, yeah, I'm grabbing my, you know, all my stuff. I've got to have my, my log book. I got to have my, see, because you got to present all your identification. You got to present, like, your, your pilot certificate, your medical. You got a ton of documents. It's like going in for a license, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, you so know. So, this is kind of, this is like when you're back to when you're 16 going for your driver's license. 
Exactly. You know, you're the same kind of nervousness. Like you're like, holy crap! I need to pass this thing first try. In a in a way, Similar. it's more. It's, it's more cool. because you're looking at you know not only the time but like it's so costly. Mm-hmm. It's it's like you have a lot on the line. Yeah. Going into a checker, you can you know you don't want to fail that. But yeah, it's real similar. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm running through my documents. I hopefully I got everything, and grab my iPad, slam that door, and I'm looking around like there's got to be someone I know driving down this road, and there there ain't nobody, and I start running. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, lagging. Oh yeah, I'm lagging <laughs> it. Which granted, I I actually looked for like a half second. I was actually looking to see if someone was coming as I started running. Because I know I gotta go. You don't so, have a second to spare. How far away? How far away are you? At you know, this point? it's not too bad. Uh, it's like a, probably a half mile. Half mile. Um, but the problem is, we're Ten talking minutes. hills. What's that? Hills, and we're talking Arizona. <laughs> oh, so it's hotter. Than yeah, that. it's hot. It's hills. Like these are feisty hills, and I'm just legging it. And I've hot got, hills, half mile to go. I've got all my stuff. Nervous. You know? I got my arms all wrapped up, so I'm running with all my stuff. Oh, man. Oh, man. This is great. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm just thinking, like, how come nobody's, you know, a couple people pass me? I'm like, can you do that to a kid? <laughs> like, you've got to know. Like, these guys got to know. Like, there's a, you know, there's a school right over there, and this kid, you know, they, they got to know. Like, you know, I'm, I'm like a normal guy. Like, right, I, you right, know, I, yeah. It would be great if someone would help me. They've but, probably you know. seen the croc in there. Oh, like, yeah. We right, ain't stopping for this guy. <laughs> I ain't having any part of that. <laughs> so, yeah, I run in there. And I literally get in there, and there's like a check-in window with the, uh, with the um, check-in with the administration. Well, I miss the check-in window, but the uh, check airman is just waiting. So basically, he's in the room. So I'm fine. I run to him, and he just manually checks me in. But as I walk in, I'm like, and he looks at me, and he's like, first thing he says, well calm down like it's not that big a deal you don't have to get so uh, you don't have to be breathing so heavy <laughs> he doesn't and, know about backstory yeah, those kids ran a half mile to make it. <laughs> and i look at him and i'm like no I, i'm you know i'm not yeah nervous but i'm not that nervous i'm 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 breathing hard because i just i ran here <laughs> and yeah we kicked that thing off to a great start i was not you know Somehow I passed, but I was not in the mode. <laughs> not in the, the right state of mind. Oh, no, sir. Crazy. You know, going just at the Arizona stuff, and that kind of sums up the experience down there. Mm. Everything down there. So I really like it down there. The weather is actually pretty good in Prescott. Um, and then, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on all the time. It's super exciting. But um, you're, I, I mean, you're pretty consumed with your work, uh, with school and work and stuff down there too, huh? Or what? Or do you yeah. even work? I mean, school school's your full-time job. Okay, so, yeah, I, I do uh, I do most of the time. You know, I do school, like, pretty much full-time. But I actually also work for uh, a framing company down there. So, I basically, I can get, I can work on certain days. And um, I just kind of fit it into my schedule. Mm-hmm. So, it's pretty lax. He knows what my story is because there'd be times when I tell him, hey, I'm ready. I'm available Monday morning, Wednesday morning, Friday, all day. And then something comes up, I got a flight scheduled or whatever, because, you know, your instructor will just schedule you. And then, or there's like, you know, there's an opening on a plane and I I jump on there and I book it. Like, I got to get in there, get my hours. So things can, you know, day to day, it's hard to plan things out. I know my class schedule, but the flight side is super hard to plan for. So that's what's great about it 
is yeah, my boss is super casual about, you know, I just let him know, hey, I'm going to be, you know, I'm available tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then, so pretty day to day. Yeah, it's a ton of fun. But you're back in the homeland in Montana. Um, oh, yeah. Just grinding away. So how long, you're here till end of August, is it? Yeah, yeah, that's okay. the plan. Oh, yeah, so you're just going to be framing and living it up until then. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. right now I'm, yeah, I'm going to do the framing part. And then I'm going to be, I've been actually working for uh, Brother Damon yep. on weekends. Flathead then, Tree Services. Oh, yeah, Flathead Tree <laughs> Services. And then uh, got to give the shout out. I actually, just last week, I started working for uh, Mitch and Kyle. So, oh, KMH. Yeah. KMH. Yep. So it was uh, just a random random thing. I hit my 40 for Jervos, and I asked Damon, hey, what do you have going on tomorrow? And he, he had some job where he couldn't use the help, but he could use me on Saturday. He's like, well, I'll take the day off tomorrow. Well, so I look around, hmm. Yeah, I talked to Kyle a little bit, and so I give him a call. Like, hey. <laughs> you know, and he's like, "Oh yeah, for sure." So, yeah, I started for. Uh, he introduced me to the uh, to the builder as the new guy on Friday. So, oh, yeah, right. what, what a title! So what a there, title! Yeah, the new guy. <laughs> I bought some. Yeah, I bought some muck boots at WBC that morning. So. Now I'm the proud owner of some muck boots, and oh. so I'm feeling like a concrete. What a yeah, oh my goodness! <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's not so. You're back up at the uh, the Yuppie Pad, living up there in Whitefish. Um, anything interesting happen up in that neck of the woods recently? Or yeah, so um, so it's been great up there, up in yeah, right up in Whitefish, and um, we have that sauna, so it's great. I love living at at a place with a sauna because then you know you got that. Get ready that, to go. Get that pipe oh. popping every night. Get that <laughs> pipe popping every night. And uh, so, yeah, the uh, just last week, actually, it was uh, super, it was kind of a, a big, big uh, moment happened. Um, while we were out History there. History was like, made yeah. in Doug's life. <laughs> it, was, it was definitely something that, you know, I, I've thought about a lot. Pretty traumatizing event. Not so much, but just kind of a, a like a step back and think about things event. You know, so just you're, you're this, this. This is never. You're never gonna forget this. No, and I yeah. I can, for like a week after, or a couple of days after, like I just kind of, I would I would kind of relive it a little bit, mm-hmm. um, because it was so fast and impressive. Um, so yeah, me, <clears throat> Damon, my brother, Ian. We were down. Ian Jervo. We were down there lighting that sauna. Um, we're we just gotten a bunch of new wood, so we're splitting it up put it in the stove, and then we were outside. Just randomly, we were outside. We didn't head up to the, up into the house there, and we're just talking in a circle right by the crock, and we just heard loud string of noises. Just from the highway. From the highway. Yeah. Yeah, so this is like a little ways away, down the driveway, and then the little road that we live on. Mm-hmm. So we hear, first we heard what sounded like a tire blew out, mm-hmm. and... um. Later, we learned that was a side swipe was what that sound was. And then there was, a, you know, followed by just a string of commotion. Just like rubber screeching and smashing. And we knew something was, you know. Something was up. Something's something was going up. And so we just looked at each other and the crock, yeah, we jumped right in. The crock. The, the crock. Cro- yeah. cro- it's so, always there when yeah, you need it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when you need that thing, I mean, it, it, it does the job. It lets you down sometimes, but there's days and it's there. Oh, yeah. Ready to so, go. yeah, we jump in. And I remember it was kind of funny. Just Damon was like, he was about to jump in the bed. He kind of was like, oh, we're, 
He runs around. We jump in. There's three of us up front. We're squeezed in. And yeah, fires up. We roll down the driveway. Three run, on the tree. Out. Three on the tree. We're in first gear all the way. And then, um, yeah, we pull up, get next to the mailboxes. And yeah, I just shut it off. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. I, normally in that situation coming down, I would just, you know, I'd leave it running. But I'm glad because I, you know, I just, just shut it off, parked it, and we jumped out. An instinct call. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, we jump out and we see a vehicle across the across the road and it wasn't too bad. It was just like a smaller, uh, like a small SUV between an SUV and a car. Mm. And we could see the airbag and there was someone in there, but um, it didn't look too bad. Basically, there was just a side swipe mark on that car. And we run up and um, <clears throat> it's a lady. She's on the phone already with um, with nine one one. So. Like, all right, she's fine. She gives us, like, a thumbs up. But we look we look down the road, and around the corner, we can see marks. So we yeah. just started running. Mm-hmm. And we're, like, we're first on the scene. So we're running, and, like, there's still smoke in the air. We come around the corner, and we just see a car. and it's But it's, it's just not much of a car. It's just a pile of metal at this point. Yep, and it's yep. kind of on the side. So, yeah, we run up, and then, you know, there was actually... Somebody who'd been driving, they pull up, who'd been passed by this vehicle that was now, you know, in that, in that state. So they, they'd been passed by the vehicle. So they pull over and they get out and we're standing there and we're looking at this car, but there's nobody in it. Um, and this is where, you know, it starts, we're like, okay. And you're, and like, you're, you're there right after it happens. So you know, you like, there should be someone. There there. should be, but there isn't. So you go all detective, so, Mr. Hardy Boys. You all go all Hardy Boys detective. <laughs> Hardy Boys detective. But, you know, realistic, yeah, we just looked around, and I think it was the, the, the driver who had been passed who actually said it first, and he says there's somebody in that field. Like he got ejected out of the bag or what? That's what we're thinking. Holy cow. Okay. So, yeah, we he, there's somebody in that field. And so we looked down, and about 40 yards away, down off the embankment it's like a 20 foot you know drop it's pretty steep right there. yeah it's pretty yeah. steep 20 foot drop down into this field field that leads to a lake mm-hmm. or a creek and yeah there's a person down in there um and so this was like this is new you know this was this is where it was like this is the first this is experience. the thing that i've that i've been replaying is this it was just a surreal that image was frozen in my mind Mm. Just seeing a person in, down there. You never, you can never prepare yourself to see something like that. Like mentally, you can't like, you can never prepare for something just to be at, in that kind of a situation. Like I've always been, I've always been worried that I'd come across a, a car accident, but you never really think you will, you know? So I could see how I'd be like walking up to that. It's just so surreal. Like just crazy to see, but anyway, keep going. It is. Yeah. And we, yeah, we look down and we don't, there's like that pause, like you said, like you don't really know if you want to, you know, do I want to go down there? And mm-hmm. Do I want it? You're, you're really you fearing of? the worst. Yeah, you're fearing the worst. Um, so we run down there, all three of us, and we get down there and, you know, we're like trying to uh, trying to get him to respond. Because he's pretty banged up. Yeah, yeah, and not responding at first. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is where it was the most like, high stress part but you don't really realize it at the time because mm-hmm. you're just things are just happening mm-hmm. so we're just Harry okay are you fine 
trying to get a response. And then, um, and then, yeah, the biggest relief, he basically is able to say, you know, that his stomach hurts or whatever he said, um, tells Damon that. And then from there, then we're just kind of trying to keep him still because we don't, yeah, we, at that point we're looking up at the road and telling him, Hey, the caller originally around the corner doesn't know what's going on here. Someone else has to let him know that they got to send emergency help immediately to the field mm-hmm. yeah like we're looking at a we need an ambulance right now mm-hmm. um and then we look up and <clears throat> we see a nurse uniform there's an off-duty nurse that showed up on the scene just she happened just, to show yeah, up yeah she was driving by and she she's coming up so yeah we basically we tell her like hey yeah we're you know this is what's going on can you come help us so she comes down there and from then, we're just helping her. We're doing what she's, what do you want us to do? Okay, we'll hold this right here. We'll keep this stable. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it felt like, it felt like really long, but it was probably about four minutes. Then police showed up, Whitefish police showed up. And then after that, then the, you know, the fire department EMTs show up. And this is where it got like pretty interesting for me was, you know, I wanted to help. All of us wanted to help, but we kind of had this idea that, you know, once professional help arrives and we're just going to step back but no these guys it was so impressive the way they handled the scene and then the way they they also they let us help them you know do everything that they were doing so they show up and they have one guy at the top who basically started planning how they're going to um how they're going to move the stretcher from the field up to the ambulance and he's coordinating that and he gets out ropes and stuff while we're while the three crew three-man crew comes down starts helping us or we become helping them yeah and so they come down and um they start doing their stuff and just the way that they carried themselves the first guy because i know when we were trying to get him to respond we were like yeah we had no control over mm-hmm. how we were doing it but this guy comes down and he's he's talking like he like you're at starbucks strategically wow. yeah so he's... he's just so calm mm-hmm Hey, buddy, how's it going? And he's just asking him. You know, was he getting responses out of him at that point? Yeah, he was getting some responses enough to keep keep everything moving okay. and to keep him engaged and keep him conscious and, and everything. maybe keep him calm too, just because yep. of the situation. Yeah, because we can. Yeah, we can tell he's in a lot of pain, mm-hmm. and you know, he's yeah, the so professional, and they were so fast. They have a duffel bag, has everything in it, mm-hmm. and they're like. They know exactly how to explain things to us, too. Mm-hmm. Like, he looks at us and he says, I need three seat belts. And we look in the bag, we know exactly what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Throw him the seat belts. And, yeah, we help him do it, put it on. And then he's, uh, one of them at the tail end was working on cutting the pants so that they could get it because they were just in the way. And he's just like, there's another pair of scissors right there. Mm-hmm. Grab them. So you, yeah, so you start chopping through a pair. So I start helping too, and that was what was so cool about it was how, you know, they just they use the help that they have, mm, hands and they on know experience. exactly how to do it, how mm-hmm. to not have us doing something that we're going to screw up or whatever. Yeah. And then they they have another guy who tells us, "Here's the plan. We're going to count to three, and we're just going to move. You know, we're going to do this movement. We're going to do that movement. And they tell us exactly what they're going to do." We understand it. There's no misunderstandings. Mm -hmm. And they let us help them carry the stretcher from the field all the way up to the road. And that's where climbing up that embankment I thought was interesting. They had these, um, 
lines that come out of bags and then hooks. <clears throat> so they hook them onto the guardrail mm-hmm. and then they throw those lines down and then it's just a one pull climb, two pull climb, and we're just one team. And we'd never done it before, mm-hmm. but it was so simple and laid out that it was just, yeah, it was, it was one of the most like it's just pretty impressive things it's for me to see. Eye-opening experience to see that side of the, the emergency response. Exactly. Yeah. The way that within three minutes, they showed up on the scene. They weren't looking around like mm-hmm. head on a swivel. They knew exactly where their, their players needed to be. Mm-hmm. They knew exactly how to lay out their plan. And it was just clean. Unbelievable. It's absolutely impressive. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, you never expect to be in that kind of situation. It's just it's just impressive that, that you guys were able to help and stuff. It's just nuts. It's definitely something that I'd be nervous to be faced with, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. it kind of got me kicked into um, seeing if I want, like, I was kind of kind of wanting to see if there's guys out here who'd be in it. Because I don't think anybody out here has been looking at fire departments. Mm-hmm. Stuff yeah. like that, and yeah. it was like an eye opener. Mm. Yeah, like, a lot of guys out here could be looking at joining a fire department for or something. Sure. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, it's not something that you always think about, but definitely no. is a. That would be a really rewarding job for sure. Definitely. For sure. Yeah. Well, thanks for uh, coming on to the podcast, Doug. Um, it was a pleasure having you on. Um, on a short short notice Shorter. as well. Yeah. I mean, I just shot you a text and he said, hey, I'll think about it. And then he got back to me and here he is. He's in studio. So we cool. appreciate your uh, you coming on. Yeah, thanks for coming, Doug. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on to the podcast, Doug. That was great getting a rundown on what's going on in your life right now. What a guy, this kid, Doug. Comes out for the summer. and I've known him before. I talked to him before, but didn't really realize what this guy was capable of. Yeah, he's a catalyst. He's a catalyst, that's for sure. Absolute farm animal. <laughs> um, yeah, what a guy. Yeah, so I guess we should probably uh, touch base with Dennis, huh? Yeah, Dennis, what a guy. So this kid, I can't even call him a kid. He's old. He's old. He's a fossil compared to me, but he, he's been out in Montana as of recently. And yeah, he's he's nothing but a content machine, this Dennis guy. Let, let's send it over to him. Let's give Dennis a call. Oh, hey, Dennis. Um... We need a little bit of an update from you. I mean, it's been a while since we talked to you on the podcast. It was February first, so it was ski days weekend. But, um, what's been going on? Like, have you? How has this COVID um, impacted you out in Seattle? Um, have you been working? Like, what's been going on out there? Yeah, so Seattle, of course, it was uh, kind of the beginning of COVID. COVID started in America, supposedly out here, and so we took some state of Washington took some pretty extreme measures and. Shut a lot of things down, including my work. So I was off work for shucks six or seven weeks. I'm back to work now, finally. And uh, yeah, things here are still real shut down. I mean, golf they finally opened it back up, but they got a lot of stipulations. They shut down fishing for a while, believe it or not. So I took advantage of those six weeks. Went down to Arizona, played golf. Went to Montana. Went to Minnesota. I mean, I enjoyed it. Yeah. So now. Things are still shut down. I think we're in phase two of the reopening. We'll be fully open by probably end of July, beginning of August. Okay. Yeah, it was a treat having you out here for that camping trip. Just Was that last weekend? <sighs> Shoot. I think it was the weekend before. Um, the treat, the pleasure was not all yours. I think I had just as much, if not more, pleasure in that. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. 
It was great. A lot better weather this time. Still a little hellacious towards the end of Saturday, but not as bad as ski days yeah. weather, you know? No doubt, yeah. So, Dennis, um, we got Oz here, of course, with me. Um, you got a guy you went to Dubai with. So, I know we talked about this big Dubai trip coming up the last time you were on, but now the trip's happened. You guys are back, and all you have is the memories, the pictures, the videos. Um, what like what are some of the highlights of that trip? Like, you have any funny stories from out in Dubai with Oz and Matt and Matt Sloan and those guys? Yeah, oh yeah, I got some funny stories. First one, you know, <laughs> we fly in and... <laughs> So we're, you know, Sloan. Sloan. Sloan's a good dude. He's a he's a guy you want managing your travel. He's he's by the book. He tells you what to do. You listen to him and it works. So he's telling us he's like, hey boys, you got to stay up first night. You know, we're flying late. He's like, you know, we we can't let you go to bed right away. I'm sleeping next to Oz, and I'm not having a good night's sleep. You know, and I I turn and whenever I whenever I kind of woke up, I heard rustling. You know, I'm like, doesn't seem like Oz is having the best night's sleep either. That's like three or four in the morning. I see Oz just get up. He's just done. He's like, he wants to chaff this. Sleep is stupid. What does he do? He goes and runs, does push-ups, goes and works out. The farm animal that he is. Three in the morning, he's just like, screw it. And then all day, he's just tired dragging. <laughs> I think I drank like five cups though. of coffee that day. <laughs> I just remember all of us were dragging that day, man. It was rough. Jet lag, man. It was real. Last a couple days. Coming back home, though. You know, back to America. No jet lag. Wow, that's rare. Denny, were you feeling as uh, great when you got back to the states as as I was? I mean, wasn't Dude. that a great feeling? Dude, like it was so nice. Like I was sleeping on the airplane between two heavy set Indians who smelled as smelled pretty poor. So it was not the greatest night of sleep, but I was sleeping and I could just feel when we flew into American airspace. You know, woke up and I just felt great. Came back to America. I don't know what time I landed. I think it was late at night. And yeah, I didn't really fight jet lag. Went to work the next day. And the next thing nice. you know, next thing you know, you're right in the thick of COVID nineteen. <laughs> oh man, holy smokes! We got out of there. Luckily, we got out of, got out of Dubai in time. You know, just by the skin of our teeth. Oh yeah, you dodged a bullet there for sure. Yeah, and then some. You know. Um, Another some other funny things like Matt Simo, he was kind of the clutch of the trip. Like, not gonna lie, sorry to put you in a bad light there, Simo. <laughs> We're taking a look at these cool little sand sculptures. This guy put a lot of time into. He got these glass vases and he's building these figurines in the sand. And Matt wants to get a closer look. Well, it turns out he took too close of a look and spills them all and shatters a couple of them right at the guy's feet and then just bounced. <laughs> we look over and all of a sudden Matt's no longer with us and me and Denny and Chad are left with this big mess. <laughs> Matt's and we're like, what? <laughs> Same thing, we had this sea urchin that this, you know, Wasim had on the boat and and uh, Matt wants to get a closer look, stumbles, the sea urchin just stabs Wasim right in the hand. Matt's <laughs> like, I didn't do anything. <laughs> Top moment of the trip right there. Holy smoke. Say, so same boat. Oh, Wasim, Chad was pretty proud of the Shady Rays, and he was giving the, he was showing these uh, Omanis, you know, letting them give a Shady Rays a quick test run. Oh, yeah, hop online. They don't have internet out there. Hop online, you buy a pair, get one free, you know, promo code Chad20. <laughs> Oh man, it was. There's so many memories I could go on for hours. Yeah. So, what about that? Uh, Oz was telling me about when you guys were out on the lake or something. You're playing on some 
some kid structure. I don't know what was the story with that. Oh yeah. Okay. So so we're out we're out on the oh, um, on the uh, I think I think I can't remember what sea it is. Right off right outside of Abu Dhabi there. You know, um, we weren't prepared for swimming, so you know we had guys who were you know maybe in their undergarments and uh, not me. I had my swim trunks. Um, we, uh, we we decided to walk along the beach and there's this little play place, little inflatable play place out there. And I was like, dude, should we, should, we go, should we rip out there, swim out there? So sure enough, we dipped. We, we hop out there. We swim out to the structure. We pile on. As soon as we're on the structure, we hear these whistles from shore, these hollers. We try to climb, run out this little ramp, and it was way too slippery. It slid down. And then some other, some, guys, some masked guys, you know, that were standing out of the sun came sprinting over and just booted us off, and we dive into the ocean and swim away. Luckily, no, uh, no criminal charges. <laughs> Good night, Jimmy. I, I remember waddling around there out there like I, they have a serious dress code in play out there 24-7. You go to the beach in Abu Dhabi there and literally you head over to the food court. It's right next to the beach and uh, if you step off the, off the beach without a tarp on, man, they'll whip, they'll blow you. They'll blow you. <laughs> blow you dead in your track. the big old fine. Dude, so I was talking to Sloaner. Speaking of COVID, he, uh, he got he didn't get a ticket, but he almost got a ticket for he got stopped by a cop for walking outside without a permit. Without a permit during COVID lockdown, they you can't make this stuff it. up. Holy smoke! Yeah. I get you know, I don't, he didn't get a citation, but a cop warned him and said, "Hey, you, I'm gonna have mercy upon you," you know. And so Sloan dipped back inside, you know, <sighs> unticketed. Luckily, wow. wow. Yeah, yeah that, that's good. They're communist out there. They uh, it's a good time. They uh, they they have their country on lockdown. Safe place to be though. Uh, apparently, yeah. If they're that, if they're going that strict, I guess technically that would probably be the way to flatten the curve, so to speak. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good place, though. They have good golf out there. I stayed a little bit extra. Me and Sloan played some golf. Played with a Korean guy who wanted to know how Americans played golf, and so I told him, "All oh, par fives." Us Americans do Happy Gilmore's, so he decided to try it on eighteen, and he almost got hurt. Poor Korean guy. <laughs> <laughs> So like, is it like a huge culture change? Like, they're like they're living completely different than we are over here. You know, in all reality, it's not that much different. I mean, they almost have two cultures out there: the locals who are part of the oil and the government. Uh, they kind of live their own life, you know, driving their G wagons with their cheetahs in the front seat and their backup whips of Ferrari. And then you have the uh, immigrant workers, you know, from all over Turkey, um, India, um, Africa, and they're. They're working for 25 cents an hour, cleaning the bathrooms, keeping the marble marble things clean, and they they loved Americans. Um, but it's kind of a copycat culture. Of course, Dubai is relatively new. Um, I think it's only been around since the 70s or 80s, and so they've just kind of copied a lot of things from Western culture. Denny, we, we were able to get up in that, uh, the biggest tower in the world, hey, the Burj Khalifa. Wasn't oh, that a highlight? Oh, 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 a visit at the top, huh? Dude, that was a mind bender. That was such a tall building, man. You could feel the thing shaking in the wind, man. The Burj Khalifa, that thing was so, that was, that was day one. What a welcome. What a welcome to Dubai. It was, it was, it was sweet, you know. <laughs> Copy that. Yeah, it's that's something not everyone gets to experience. No, Dubai is full of those, you know, engineering marbles. My, uh, you know, if you're a structural engineer, go to Dubai. Check out the engineering that's going on there. Yeah. It's a, it's a treat coming on. You know, you boys, Montana DNA is doing a good thing, keeping, uh, <laughs> keeping Zion informed, and we like it. 
You wanted to do a little plug. You got to do a little plug for your company there, Dennis. Oh, yeah. So uh, today's episode is brought to you by Summit Manufacturing. We build the top tier quality supplies for all manufacturing environments. <laughs> right off the cuff, that thing came out of thin air. <laughs> <laughs> That'll really chalk it up. I just, I just said it. <laughs> no, that, that works. That works. I that mean, work? That's a good plug right there. Yeah, that's a good I'm enough a fan. plug. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> It gets yeah, the name I, out there. I, you know, if I think about it too much, I'll probably mess it up, you know? Yeah, yeah well, dude, go ahead, Austin. I, I was just going to say, I'm like I'm like running on E right now, dude. We just, we've just we been podcasting yeah. for like the last hour and stuff. You've probably been wondering like what the heck got into Oz. The guy's quiet as all get out. Well, listen, man, just I've been podcasting. Like I know. That's <laughs> what I'm, I'm getting like flashbacks to Dubai when we're eating at that uh Zinger Parada Palace or whatever, and I'm zonking out. The other boys are buzzing pre-golf. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's actually true. We went playing night golf. Yeah, we dusted the crew, man. I'm I'm still happy about that win, but I'm a little happier about the time when I put a butt whooping on you, Denny. I flip and bounce my ball off yours. Got closest to the pin. What did we get? We got milkshakes out of it. That was one of my favorite golf highlights of my life. Ozzy the legend, man. When stuff's on the line, what does Ozzy do? He pick, he steps up his game. He stuffs it tight. Yeah, I was thinking it was a uh, bocce ball, right? What, do, what 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 is it called? Is it bocce ball or bocce ball? No, I think it's bocce. bocce. Yeah, bocce nailed it. Okay, bocce ball, right? Yeah. So yeah, I mean we're playing with golf clubs, right? I'm just thinking, hey, there's Denny's ball. His ball is closest to the pin. Well, what what can I do? I can bump his ball out of the way. Or actually, croquet would probably be a better. Bocce ball works too. But Anyways, yeah, I sent his ball flying. Mine lands next to the pin, and and yeah, I mean it was nice. I wanted to be able to get a little milkshake out of the deal. Not a yeah, big it deal. Like a, it was kind of like a three for one. One, you knocked my ball further away. Two, you knocked your ear ball closer. Three, you got milkshakes for you and the boys. Well, and Dennis too. The other thing is like I know you think you kind of do think you're one. Of, you're the man when it comes to golfing. Like that, you sent me a video earlier about where you were expecting to get lunch out of the boys you're golfing with tonight. But I'll tell you this. When it comes to my co-host, Austin Simonson, I know this guy can take you down. I have full trust. Maybe we'll do like a little, I don't know, some sort of golf thing this summer and we'll take you down Montana DNA versus Dennis. (laughs) Stay tuned, listeners. Uh, I'm all in, dude. I'd love to go Montana DNA. I'd love to take on Montana DNA. You know, it's a friendly little bout. Friendly little bout. Okay, let's let's be realistic here, buddy. This is gonna be a this is gonna be a butt whooping that we hand you. I ain't gonna be so friendly. Go up to the Wilderness Club or Buffalo Hills, you know. It doesn't uh, matter, yes. buddy. You choose where. You choose where, buddy. You choose where you want to lose. <laughs> oh, I'd love to lose at Wilderness Club. It's a great place. Win or lose, it's a beautiful spot. Oh, Thank very you, nice. Nick Faldo. Very nice. No, I, and if there's a little dust up on hole six, I won't be shocked. Like. Yeah, I don't know. Be careful, Dennis. <laughs> Early on in the round, just dropping mitts. <laughs> no, you got to get back out here, though. It's good to hear you're back on the work grind, but I don't know. It's I nice feel... to be on the work grind. I'm looking forward to being in Montana. I'll be there for camping, you know, Memorial Day. I'm really looking forward to that, seeing the boys again. Danny, that's like only, what, a couple weeks away, though. That's less. That's two like a weeks. week. A week and a half. Yeah, two weeks. That's crazy. Right on. Heck yeah. Dennis, yeah. It, that's good to hear how um, I actually was expecting, like, thinking ahead, like, to when Montana camping is, and maybe it's because of this COVID situation, but it felt like it was, like, a month away. Yeah, no, it's close. It's close. So, yeah. you got we got to get the listeners pumped up, get them out here. Um, we need, yeah. the, this is going to be a good year. 
It's gonna be a great year. Yeah. Bring your own food. Bring your own tent. Bring your own biffy. <laughs> Byob. All right, All right Danny. Boys. All right, uh, I got to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah, I know you got to get going, so uh, we're not going to take any more of your time. And um, Yeah, we'll see you at camping, man. That's not too far away, so keep it real. Yeah, so mom's in the car, got to go. Groceries, you know. What did Lee say when he shined off? (laughs) He said, I got kids in the van or something. Kids in the van, the van's running, I got to go. I don't know. How how do you tee someone up for that? Lee, like, Lee Lee just, just, I think Lee teed himself up for it somehow. Somehow he did. I think I was in the middle of asking him a question, and then suddenly he butted in and he chalked that out there so he could get off the call. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was great. No one can do it like Lee, the the writer of our intro song, Adam Lee. The man rocket, the man rocket Lee himself. Yeah, still single somehow. It's weirdly enough. Yeah. Anyway. All right, boys. Well, take care. Hey, you All right, too, buddy. Dennis. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. yeah. Keep on doing your thing, Montana DNA. Keep it kosher, Denny. What a feeling having Dennis back on that podcast. Man, it's hard to hard to keep the feelings contained when you get that guy on the line. So I've been hearing rumblings. I've been hearing a lot of rumblings coming around about people moving out here. Bunch of young kids. A, a bunch of fresh out of high school, younger, younger kids coming out this way and and you know what that means, Dane, right? That they know what that means for us? As being the veterans of this area, this elderly presence that we have, what does that mean for us? What's our role now? Well, you want to know what? It's our su- civil duty. It's our civil duty to step up and, and kind of take these young ones in and, and nestle them under our arms. Nurture them. And, and, and show them the ropes. Yeah. And, and it'll be fun to see these younger kids coming out here. And yeah, is it going to be fun? Yeah, it will be. But do you want to know what? There's going to be law and there's going to be order. <laughs> and do you want to know who is going to be, you know... Enforcing, uh, keeping, it. enforcing that and, and keeping this younger crew in, in line. Yep, yours truly, Dane and Oz, man. We're going to have to step up to the plate. We're going to buckle down. And uh, and start sailing the ship around here. Yeah, gonna, and we write, we run a tight ship, as you were saying today at Dickie's. Dickie's Barbecue Pit, is that what it is? Yeah, oh, it was. Yeah. Oh, by the way, guys, hey, not to cut you short, Dane, but a little lunch over at Dickie's Barbecue Pit. The first time I've ever been over to Dickie's, man. And, you know, these people... Uh, there's a couple pads out here with these big yellow cups. In fact, we've got one over at our place. Of course, I'm the guy that's always grabbing the big yellow cup. I got to fill that thing up with water, man. I got to stay hydrated, hydration, right? Hydration. Next thing you know, you're dead if you don't drink water. Well, do you want to know what? I had the opportunity to go and get one of those meals and get myself a big a yellow cup. Big yellow cup, man. So I'm fired up. It's a good feeling. It's a great feeling, actually. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to have my very own uh, Dickie's Barbecue uh, Pit Cup. I'm gonna be boasting that thing. I might haul it out to camping next weekend. Oh, camping! That's actually a mind blower. That this thing's coming right up. So, like we said earlier, yep. There's camping this weekend. Come out here. Be out here for Friday. But I think we're heading out there Friday night. <laughs> Friday. Oh, Matt and Jack, they they locked down a sick spot. A really Guys, nice spot. this is gonna be a unique year. You know, with the whole coronavirus virus in full effect and full swing. While we're finally transitioning out of that. Well, what do you guys want to do? You guys want to have a good time. Well, do you want to know what? We're here to provide. We're here to provide, man. <laughs> Jack, our very own witness wallet, we call him, and uh, Matt, my roommate, both of them are my roommates. Yeah. They went out, and what did they do? They went out and find, found a great spot for camping next yeah. weekend. Folks, this is going to be a, not, uh, a year that you're not going to want to miss. It's going to be a different feel, a different type of year. I know, comp- like we were talking in the past, you know, it's always 
you know, the first year, it's you're aw- it's awesome. You're loving it. Right. The second year, it's co- just about as awesome, but they start to blend together. Now, this is going to be one of those years, an abnormality. Right. New spot. Um, we're going to have that little bit of tension, you know, with the coronavirus going on. Right, right. Social through. distancing. We're going to be enforcing that. Who's going to be doing it? Well, it's me. Yeah. I'm on uh, I'm on social distance uh, distancing enforcing uh, enforcement duty. You want to talk? I, I had a little trouble coming up with that one. But head, yeah, of, there head of camp security. Head of camp security. <laughs> sign me up. But no, it's going to be awesome, guys. Uh, you're not going to want to miss this next weekend. It's, uh, it's so, going to be unique. Um, Got to throw in there. It's an 18 plus event, correct? I believe so, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure uh, on all the fine print. We no. we do we do, <laughs> we have a spot in mind, and uh, it's not gonna be your ordinary Montana camping no. year, which which is why you should make yeah. the trip. Yeah. Which is truly why you should. You make could the trip. go sixty years from now. You're telling your grandchildren. Well, guess what? In the year of 2020, the year of COVID, what did I do? I went out to Montana to the new spot. Maybe this is the new spot. Who knows? You, we never know. We don't know where things are going to go from here. It's just going to be fun to see. Yeah. There may there may never be camping again due to Caroli virus coming into our lives and staying in our lives forever. Guys, think about that one right yeah, there. That might be the case. That's a sad thought. You're going to want to make it this year. See, this, I, I guarantee yeah, you, people are that right this. there. You got them right there. You're you're hearing this right now, and you're thinking, "Do you want to know what? I better go and do an oil change on the rig." And yeah. you should. You should. You should because do you want to know what? You're gassing that thing up, and you're heading out this way next weekend. Because if you've been putting off that alignment on your rig. Go do it now. This is the week. All right. Absolutely. You're have to hit the road. Another big perk for you guys that are living paycheck to paycheck. Gas is cheap right it's now. So gas is living cheap. So um, you fill you, up a rig. You fill up a rig of a bunch of young rips and orders. You'll pay that gas. Yeah. It's so easy. The gas expense is kind of you know it hold the guy back it sometimes would. back when you're young and yep. you know. 18 years old, yep. just out of high school. I mean, sure, you got your grad party. You got a little extra change in the bank. Yep. But do you want to know what? That only goes so far it when does. gas prices are expensive. Exactly, at four bucks. I yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're at 165 yeah. or something. Yeah. Make the trip. My goodness, there's no reason to not come. I don't, I, I yeah, I, I'm thinking about it. And do you want to know what? There is no reason there's not to come. absolutely not. Bring your own food. That's another thing. So if you're, if you're sick, if you've been to Montana camping before and you're sick of the food that's been provided... You bring your own food. You want to bring eggs for brekkie? You bring eggs for brekkie. Absolutely. Oh, it's a little different. It's, but go the, ahead. The, no, the thing is, though, one thing I like about bringing food to camp is it's an opportunity to show off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, what, you, what do you have in your arsenal? Exactly. A lot of guys are going to bring the doggers and just eat doggers lunch, breakfast, lunch, and supper. You can come in and you can show the people of Montana and the rest of the LLC what do I have to provide when it comes to camp food. Absolutely. And it's funny too because like like I said, I'm going to swing back to like the, the budget campers, right? The guys that don't, that aren't aren't established in life yeah. and they, the bank account ain't looking great. Well, do you want to know what? We've all been there, by the way. We've, We've all, all been, been there. there. This is no, you shouldn't feel ashamed. No. And YOLO. YOLO. And, and, and do you want to know what? Back when I was 18 years old or around around 18 years old i went on a camping trip what did i do well do you want to know what i i want i went on that camping trip with the on a budget and and you know some of the people in the food group wanted to buy orange juice Mm -hmm. well do you want to know what my wallet wasn't thick (laughs) what did i want what did i settle for well do you want to know what i i I suggested hey boys let's get tampico and i don't know if any of you guys are familiar with tampico but this is like it's sugar it looks like orange juice but it ain't orange juice it's sugar water right it gets the job done, guys. It gets the job done. For you budget campers, it's not a big deal. No. Buy the Tampico, pass up the orange juice, yep. do what you got to do to make the trip happen. If you got to do the doggers for lunch, breakfast, lunch, and supper, do it. 
it's going to be the camping experience that's going to bring, leave. You're going to leave with great memories of a good camping experience. Yeah. Just do it. Do what yeah, you got to do. Absolutely. Yep. So pull open the wallet and just get after it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. No excuses here, guys. Um, but yeah, along with like a lot of people moving out here. So we've already had a few straggling in. Yeah. One of them is Zach Casty. Zach Casty. A lot of you guys. You don't know him as Zach Casty. I don't know. No, 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 George. George Kesty. And, and he's made himself known here in this Flathead Valley. He's making, making, uh, he's kind of stirring the pot a little he bit. Is. Because he actually walked in kind of with a calm, quiet demeanor. Well, what happened? He had a big event and it just kind of put him over the edge, so to speak. So what happened? He was out at framing with cage construction. He's up on a deck, huh? 20 some feet up in the air. What happened? Drops I it. think, uh, Something happened. Did he uh, pinched his pinky in a joist or something? Broke his pinky. Broke his he broke pinky. his pinky. Yep. Absolutely busted the pinky. The way I'm ga- understanding the story is he looks down at his finger, and I think he thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past George. I mean, what you see isn't what it you get isn't. with this guy. This no, guy's a little bit more unique than what his presentation is. Yeah. But anyway, so he ends up. He proceeds to to faint, and he ends up falling from. What was 22 20, feet? 20 plus feet up in the air. And this guy falls on his back. This guy's unconscious. <laughs> People don't, can't, they can't get a, get an R off this guy. No response out of the guy. They're down there. They're poking him. It's a good five minutes. He's out cold. So what do they do? They call the, they call the first responders. The ambulance is on their way. Uh, I want to say they were quick to call the first responders too. Great call by yeah. Deves Mahone. Yeah. And what a farm animal that guy is. He's always making the right call. Nine one one situations. He's always ready. So what happens, George ends up coming to, about five minutes later, the ambulance is just about there. Well, this guy, he's an absolute farm animal. He comes out of this blacked out state. His first thought, he lights up a cigarette. He's laying on his get back. Get me some nicotine. Get me nicotine. He needs right. to get through this. So he start, he's down there smoking a smoke. Um, first responders show up. The ambulance shows up. And they start checking George out, but he's feeling fine. His back's a little sore, but he's feeling fine. Everything's working. Well, little did they know, they called in the big boys. The ambulance guys, pulled, they called in the big boys. Next thing you know, there's a chopper coming to Big Fork to pick up George. <laughs> Next thing you know, man, the chopper's in air. I mean, it's made known that. Do you want to know what? You're getting airlifted, buddy. At this point, George is waddling around. Yeah. Acting fairly normal, maybe a little sore, right? Not in a state that he's got to get on the chopper. He didn't even need to go in the ambulance. But do you know what happens is he jumps in that ambulance. They head over to the Big Fork Hospital. Oh, there's a chopper waiting for George. He just jumps off the ambulance and jumps on the chopper, and they head up to Kalispell. So, yeah. No, that happened. and uh, But I think I think he was discharged a few hours after yeah. he got to the hospital. I seen him at Haps at night. Yeah. Not a big deal. Yeah. Not a big deal. Yeah. Um, he's the type of guy that, that ain't missing out on anything. He's a party hard no. type guy. And... Um, yeah, big shout out to George, man. I, like, who's there's not too many guys falling from twenty plus feet onto their back yeah. and then making it to half yeah. that same that night. night you know what I mean? Yeah, so, exactly. like, there you go, George. George. I mean, what a what a guy. Since then, he's just come unglued, and he's just a, he's a part of the crew now. You might want to make a splash early, and you want to know what you'll fit it fit right in <laughs> after that splash. So, it's the night before we're heading out to Dubai. Am I fired up? Absolutely. It's 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 a big night. I'm had no. I think our flight left at like it was like pretty early in the morning. I want to say it was a six o'clock flight out, and of course I'm hanging out with the lady the night before, right? And and so we had some plans up Whitefish. Well, I'm greasing it up to Whitefish, and I'm going through this light, 
and the speed limit changes before the light. It drops from 60 miles per hour down to 45. Well, do you want to know what? Oz was slow to hit the brake. He's he's hauling along mm. at a pretty good rate. Well, I go blazing by a cop. And I've been I've been chased down in this particular spot by a cop before, mm. so I'm kind of familiar with the area yeah. and it being a danger zone for these cops looking yep. for speeders, right? Yep. Well, as the pieces start to fall into place, I look into the rearview mirror. I see the cop's headlights swing. He's starting to whip the And movie. at this point, it's fight or flight, man. And I think a combination of both popped in into my head. I flip and hit the hit the gas pedal, man. I take the first right. I go the wrong way on a one way. I rip into the bank. I hide behind the ATM. The <laughs> cop goes by. At this point, Allison's sitting shotgun. She has no clue what's going on. I turn to her after the cop goes by. I say, "Hey, listen. You want to know what? We we made it. We made it. We got out of there without getting a ticket." She had no idea. We just dip, ditched the cop, folks. Anyways, <laughs> at this point, <laughs> at this point, I'm all kicked in. She has no idea what went down. I'll tell you what, man. What a send off to Dubai! No kidding. What a way to kick off the the Dubai trip. <laughs> and the next thing you know, I'm heading off on a flight with with a couple of my roommates, Matt, Chad, and, and and we're going off to Dubai to meet up with Matt Sloan and Dennis Nemo, just a bunch of wagons. Wow. And uh, yeah, I mean, holy stink and smokes, man. Well, probably a lot of like interesting things going on in the flight too, like because you're you're flying for hours. Oh man, was it interesting? <laughs> it was. I think it was like close to a full day of travel, guys, and and. I've never been out of country. So we're talking about a guy that's flying. We flew from here down to Denver. A little tidbit about Denver. We get into Denver. We touch down in Denver. I look down at my phone. Oh, do I see 5G? 5G 5G. on my phone. That was the first experience with 5G. And I know all you city folks are thinking, what the heck? You've been living (laughs) under a rock. Well, do you want to know what I have? I've been up here in Montana. Anyway, so we flew from Denver up to Toronto. And um, we hitched on on to a... um, What's that? Air Canada. Air Canada. You know, Air Canada. Yep. So we jump on there. And, and of course, you guys know that that, that uh, French is, a, well, you know. Yeah, what's well, the secondary it's language? Secondary language yeah. up north of the border. Yeah. Anyways, so they're the, the, the flight. Um, it would be like the flight attendant guy probably. Yep, yep. Yeah. You know, they're doing the announcements before yep. the flight takes off. Well, they do it in English. And then they're doing it in French. And... Uh, I was kind of fired up on French. And, and of course, me and Chad actually were. Matt wasn't loving it. And I don't blame him. You know, you can't understand it. Well, do you want to know what? I have a th- One thing I'm good at is interpreting languages. I thought I knew what they were saying. It turns out I didn't. Bilingual. One thing, one word I did pick up on, though, was la bon achon, or one term. I have no clue what that means. I don't even know if it actually was the word. Anyways, that one stuck with me. So what do I proceed to do? I, I love abusing words and terms. And, 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 and. What I, I sat there and I'm you want a Le bon show and I'm I'm saying it in my head. Next thing you know I'm saying it out loud. Next thing you know Chad's kicked in that I'm saying it. Was Matt impressed? Absolutely no. not. So I don't even know where I'm going with this. What I'm getting at is internet well no, what I'm getting at is international <laughs> traveling opens your minds to to picking up on new languages and such, folks. Get out there and explore the world and, and, and fly around and, and go to new countries. New yeah, country. that's what I'm getting at. New countries, right. new experiences. I went to Finland a couple years ago. I never thought I'd jump on an international flight, but you know what? I went to Finland. Yeah. I was going to visit my brother out there, so I hop on this flight. I don't even remember what the flight was called, but it was an East Indian gear. It was geared towards the East Indians. So, sure. You, know, you got a lot of those folk on the plane. Yep, yep. I'm this little, young, scared white boy, and I jump on this airplane, and I'm flying over to I can't, Amsterdam. That's mm-hmm, where the flight mm-hmm, was to, from mm-hmm. Toronto to Amsterdam. I get wedged in between this couple. Oh, and boy. And I'll tell you what. 
I'm a fan of Mexican curry, but when I'm smelling it for seven hours straight on an airplane, I'm not really a fan of it anymore. I can't say I'm a big fan. Of it. I was stuck between this couple, and you don't want to know what. It wasn't a good experience. I tried to lean my seat back about a half an inch. The lady behind me, she's tapping my shoulder. I pull that thing right back up. It's At this point, I'm actually kind of going back, like forward. I'm tilted forward. Right. She's still tapping me on the shoulder. I had to ask the flight attendant to move. I'm thinking maybe, you know what, this is a decent enough a com- complaint. I'll go up to first class. You know, that's what I'm thinking. Right, right. So I let him know. I'm like, hey, I'm getting bothered by this lady. So he pulls me up. Well, he chucks me down further to the back between another couple. At this point, you're thinking, you know, this is a good opportunity to get up there in the first class yeah. section. I walked past it. They got like a full out bed. I was like, man, this would be nice. I should have dropped the extra 1000 bucks or whatever it was. Den- Do you want to know who did actually on our trip? Who? Danny Nimala, man, he upgraded a first class flight. What a big win. Yeah, but if anybody's doing no, it, it's, it's going to be Danny. Dennis so I know he's large. That's the <laughs> one nice thing about Dennis. He lives large. <laughs> he's a large liver, that's for sure. But yeah. anyway, so. But anyway, yeah, it was it was just not a good experience. I I was expecting my first cross ocean flight to be a good experience. How, it was not. how many hours of travel? It's like seven at? hours across, another two hour flight up to Helsinki. So like a nine hours total okay. in there. So not that's terrible. that's not too bad. Like no. we were, it was legit a whole day of travel. Of course you're battling the jet lag. Yeah. We get over there and right away we were feeling good. I'm mm-hmm. feeling great, you know. But you're kicked in. But yeah, you're kicked in that yeah. first night. I'm like, oh yeah, this is me. Great. I'm I'm gonna adapt to this whole jet lag thing. Yep. It took me a couple days, a couple days, and I was finally adjusted. Yep. But dude, I was drinking, I was chugging coffee left, right, and center, trying mm-hmm. to trying to hang with the boys. You got yep. high energy, Denny over there. You got the other boys. They got good energy. I hate to say it, but I was kind of, I was kind of holding the crew back for yeah. the first couple of days. But do you want to know what? Towards the tail end of the trip, I, 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 I'm, I'm gonna say it, man. You guys were having trouble keeping up with me, boys. You guys were, and and you know, one guy I was pretty impressed with was Matt Sloan, though. Yeah. Matt Sloan was, uh, you know, he he was he was able to. He was not only he was, was he able, a great uh, host. He had things planned yeah. out. He did awesome. He was able to swindle work oh, off. Boy. So, so I mean, we ended up going up north of the border, mm-hmm. uh, up up to Oman, mm-hmm. checking out, checking out the. Uh, there's like mountains and stuff over there, guys. We're not talking flat desert. It's a pretty cool region yeah. over there, and 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 you know, Matt did an awesome job of showing us around, mm-hmm. um, and and yeah, it was just a just an absolute great great tour guide, and he was able to adapt too. Absolutely. Oh, to a point, anyway. He was able to adapt to the high energy you guys were bringing. To the well, table. you know, he was. He did a great job of doing that, too. You know, you got some younger guys yep. and, and, and coming out to, to his turf, mm-hmm. you know, yep. and intruding on his turf. This is his front doorstep. Uh, and, yeah, I know, and, and yeah. it was it was funny. He was, uh, yeah, it was awesome. I I, have, I don't have enough good things yeah, to say about the whole trip. Or Matt Sloan. Or Matt Sloan. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's, that guy's a beauty. Yeah, we got to get him back across the ocean. Is he planning to come back here? I think so. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. Well, as soon as this whole Caroli thing's lifts. Yeah. Because his, his job, his life's been tossed for an absolute loop here, too. Yeah. You know. You heard Dennis. He almost got, what, he was getting threatened with a ticket to because of leaving his house. Yeah, so I, th- yeah, he, yeah. like, yeah, they're cracking down. They're, like, handing out, it's a communist nation over there. Yeah. I'm not going back. No. It's a communist nation, folks. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. One trip is enough. <laughs> One trip is enough, man. Stamp the passport. I ain't going back. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like I will probably cross the ocean again. I mean, having a brother out there in Finland, it's probably a good enough idea, too. I'm not like a huge world traveler. Yeah. But yeah. I do enjoy going over there and kind of seeing. It's just interesting to see the different kind of culture. 
Like even Finland. Oh, it is. It is, and it's it's actually insane how much different it is too. Like I, to be honest with you, I I was so amped to go on the trip. Right, mm. I was absolutely amped. I get over there, I had an absolute ball. Mm. But when I was on the flight coming back to the states, guys, hey, listen, I was fired up to mm. be. I I was so happy when we touched down and I opened up and I uh, when the plane opened up I got out out of the airport started looking around I, I mean I couldn't believe how happy I was to be back here in the that states there's so sense. much that you take for granted that's one thing I will yeah. say is you don't realize how great your life is until you start leaving you go see what these other what sort of lives these other people are living yeah. right so it's so. another another good part of it's just the eye opening experience so then you you leave and you come back yes you get to experience the culture and how different they live but it also makes you come home and you're happier to be back. Well, there's so many back. things you take for granted. Yeah. And one thing I will say is over over UAE, man, they like, okay, I go to a restaurant. I'm not a huge pop guy. I usually get water, right? Mm-hmm. A cup of water. It's free. And, and I just, I'd rather drink water a lot of the time. Anyways, you go over there. It's the same thing. I go go out to eat. I'm like, do you want to know? I'm fine with the water. Yeah. Well, do you want to know what they're bringing out? They're bringing out these flasks of water. These, they look like wine bottles. They're charging a premium for these things. It's like nine bucks. And you literally, so like you get your standard, what's a standard cup? Like an eight ounce, eight, eight, ounce eight or ten like ounce, that. whatever. Yeah, and you're like getting a quarter of a cup of water. And they're charging like, like the whole table gets a quarter cup of water. And yeah, it's like probably like eight bucks sometimes yeah. for the water, which, you know, do I agree with that? No, yeah, no, you know, but, but you got it. You got it. But that's a freedom and a bike. luxury that the United States yeah, has to offer. Absolutely, yep. right? And out in this area where we have the mountains and fresh glacier water, if we want to get some fresh glacier water, what do we do? We hop in the rig, we drive up to the mountains, head right up to down glacier on all fours, and you just sip out of that stream. We take it for yeah, like you said, we take it for granted, and and like I said earlier, this is a perfect time for you guys to come out to camping and just experience the beauty, the nature. And the fellowship. It's gonna Absolutely. be an absolute banger of a weekend. Yep, yep, yep. Come on out, guys. It's gonna it's gonna be a must make weekend. Anyways, I think we're gonna have to go. You're gonna be what running a marathon. Yeah, there's like some sort of five k fundraiser deal going on today. Um, what am I doing? I'm I'm, I'm strapping on the uh, the sh- the shoes. And one thing I will say, this is another opportunity for me to pump Dennis Nemo's tires. Yep. Um, he. Well, a couple of weeks ago, he was out here, and I was I was trying to keep up with him yep. running up here. And what what an awesome opportunity yeah. for me to you know, put in a little training for this five k that I'm going on today. Um, <laughs> no, Dennis Nebel uh, whipping you into. Yeah, shape. I know. Thanks, Denny. I had a time for you know making me uh, you know run with you. Yeah, I don't even. I, I don't think it was a force thing or anything. But no. yeah, whatever. It's just an opportunity. The guy can run. So can run. that's more or less what I'm getting. He's at. got a lot of qualities, and one of them is he can run. <laughs> But yeah, no, we're uh, yeah, we're up against the clock here. We got some stuff yeah. going on this afternoon, so um, it was fun to hit record again. It'd been way too long, mm-hmm. um, guys. I mean, I would love to hit record more often. Yeah. It's just the schedule doesn't offer that. Summer's coming about; doesn't. it gets a lot busier. Um, we're court- gonna try. We're definitely gonna try and like at least be stay a little more motivated and keep up on it. But it is definitely tough, and that's what we're trying to say here. Yeah, trying to balance things at this point. Of course. One thing I gotta add is G Wids, man. He was he was slotted in to join the, uh, the Montana DNA crew. 
And I think a big part of us not hitting record as of recent is the depression we felt because of Garrett Pierness not coming over here and joining us. Absolutely, right? So, G-Wids, if there's anybody that, that needs to walk away from this and, and feel bad, it's you. Self-reflection, G-Wids. Think G- about what you've been doing. <laughs> Absolutely, buddy. Like, like I, I hate to point fingers, but sorry, buddy. G-Wids, you are getting the finger pointed right at you, buddy. And you want to know what? I'm not happy about it. And if you do come to camping, you will hear about it. You Listen. Listen, we'll buddy. Down. We'll Boy. sit you down and uh, yeah, and do something about it. So you better not be you better not be feeling comfortable. No, get ready for this, G Woods. So I don't know. You've made you've made, you're making a big mistake. I think you're making a big mistake. You're you're young. You're you, you're living in a pad of like thirty year olds. I right, mean, Damers, right. the Damers, the Adam Leeds, they're good dudes. But wait, wait till you're older, G Woods. This is the time where you gotta shine. You gotta rip. So uh, I'd have nothing else to say. I'm yep. disgusted. Yeah. No, I'm. You wanna know what? I think with that, I think we got to start signing up because do you want to know what? If I keep talking about this, I'm gonna keep, the negativity is building up yep. in me, and and it ain't gonna be great. The end result is not gonna be no, good. It's gonna be a bad end. It's already a bad end. We're not gonna make it worse. So thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. We'll hopefully come at you with some more content. But yeah, go check out our Instagram. Maybe we'll keep you updated there. If we don't, well, not a big deal. You can check it out if you want to. But yeah. Anyway, take it easy. Hopefully see you out here this week, this upcoming weekend for camping. And um, stay safe. Stay Stay healthy. safe. Do not catch that COVID-19. No. The last thing you want to catch right now is coronavirus. Anyways. Um, Anyways, keep it real. Keep it real. Folks. Montana DNA out. Montana, Montana DNA pride. <laughs> oh, I mean out. <laughs> <laughs>